Welcome to Lifestyle Solopreneur, the community for entrepreneurs who put lifestyle first. Join your host, Flavia Barris, as she interviews successful lifestyle solopreneurs and shares ideas to help you find the perfect balance between lifestyle, business, and self. Flavia is an attorney, marketing expert, and founder of several online academies. She's been featured in major media, including BBC World News, The Wall Street Journal, The New York Post, ESPN Television, and more. Join us for this episode of Lifestyle Solopreneur. Hey, Lifestyle Solopreneurs. Today, we get to speak with Jonathan Pritchard. He is the founder of Zavant Enterprises and the author of multiple books focused on the power of applied psychology. For 15 plus years, he toured the world as a mentalist, which is a type of entertainer specializing in apparently reading minds, predicting the future, instant hypnosis, and other impossible skills. Eventually, he realized his talents could do more than just entertain people. And that's when he began consulting for the world's largest companies. He's currently brought in to share his secrets with sales teams, delivery teams, pretty much anyone else who needs to deliver results in high stakes environments. While not on the road, you can find him at home in the mountains of North Carolina with his family. Welcome to the show, Jonathan. Hello, hello. Great to be here. It is great to have you. I love that you were a mentalist and a mentalist with a capital M. Can you yes. define mentalist for us? A mentalist is somebody who uses applied psychology, showmanship, and moxie to make it look like I can read minds and do all that kind of fun stuff. I have no claim to be genuinely psychic or have the mojo or my grandma had the gift and passed it skipped a generation and now I have it or I was struck by lightning and then I could read minds. None of that. It's all anybody could do what I do. A five-year-old could do what I do after about 35 years of practice. You were on a stage like doing this in front of audiences, it sounds like? Yes. So imagine like a Vegas style magic show where they're doing tricks with tigers and hoops and all that kind of fun stuff. I'm on big stages doing tricks with information and managing narratives and kind of high level communication acrobatics, if you could think of it like that. So this is so fun and interesting because you're not doing that anymore. But here on the show, we have so many different types of entrepreneurs on the show to talk about different ways of earning an income, like different ways of making a living. And you know, a lot of them are more conducive to lifestyle than others. So before we dive into what you're doing today, which is different than being on stage, tell us a little bit for anyone that's thinking, you know, I'd love to be a performer. I want to have a show. I want to maybe they're into music or acting or comedy or something. What's that lifestyle like? Like, how was that? It was fantastic for my 20s and 30s. <laughs> it was, it was great. And I get to travel, I get to meet people and my first job out of college was working at a magic shop in Universal Studios in Orlando. And we would do about a 12-minute show where you could buy everything that you see me do. And I wound up doing between 15 to 25 of those shows a day, six days a week for about two and a half years straight. So I've done literally tens of thousands of shows and it's fantastic. It is phenomenal training. Communication skills are the best ever. 
So getting to tour and live that rock star life is phenomenal. It does make it tough to have rock solid lasting friendships with people who aren't about that life, right? Like if you go to a cocktail party and people ask you what you do, you really don't want to tell them because it's so far out of orbit. Like you're just this comet screaming through their nice and tidy solar system of, I'm a nice, solid accountant. I have a nice, solid nine to five job. Oh, I've got the next 40 years of my life planned out to the last detail. What do you do, Jonathan? Oh, I'm a professional mind reader. I, <laughs> I travel the world entertaining audiences and making them laugh and being the most interesting person in a room of 3000 people, you know, just that. So it provides a lot of opportunity for conversation, but it can be very, very challenging waking up at two in the morning to drive through the night to get on the plane to fly out to the next show, do an early sales engagement where you're entertaining a whole bunch of salespeople and then go hop on the plane to the next gig. Yeah, it can be really, really grueling, just like any other business. It really has its drawbacks. And isn't life great? Because life has seasons, you know, there's like certain time and place for different ventures and different things you want to do. I often tell people that like that's when they get frustrated, like, well, I haven't done this thing yet that I wanted to do. It's like, well, you have, you know, do it, (laughs) do it in the future, do it now, go get started. It's okay that you haven't done it for the last five years do it for the next five years, you know, and that that's the beauty of life. You can make a big shift, do something different. So what did that shift look like for you? What was the catalyst to changing to what you do now? For a lot of my performing time, I entertained college students. So the college activities board would bring me in to fill one of their Thursday night entertainment slots. Like, okay, we've got a singer songwriter this week. Next week, we have a juggler. And the week after that, we have a mind reader coming. So that, that'd be me. I'd be the mind reader. And talking to students after the show was oftentimes my favorite part because, yeah, I'm, I'm weird to them because, oh, I have to good grades in high school to get into a good college, to graduate with a degree, to get a good job, to retire with a gold watch. And die with 2.54 kids in the white picket fence. Like that's the story they're living. And then here I come like, what are you? (laughs) So after my shows, I would just talk to students in the autograph line. And then about a year or two later, I start getting emails from people saying, Hey, I don't know if you remember me, but you did a show at my school and you talked to me afterwards. And And what you said really resonated with me. I made a whole bunch of changes and I couldn't be happier. So thank you so much. And that was my first inkling that this was kind of serious business, that it had value beyond me getting to live that glamorous rock star life. Oh, maybe other people would find value in hearing the way that I think about things and just giving them more opportunities. So that was the first hint And then as I start reading business books to try to get my own business more profitable and more efficient, all those kinds of things, I'm reading books on sales. And I'm like, wait a minute, I sold an engagement to BP to do two days of presentations to the C-suite, like the CEO, the president of BP and all the executives. I stood on stage and talked to them for two days. I know this sales stuff better than they do. I know this applied psychology of negotiation. 
better than they do. Oh, okay. I'm going to eat their lunch. <laughs> so, so that was the second part. And the third part was how do I help more people as an entertainer? You help people laugh and forget their problems for an hour. And then they go right back to their problems. And a business is a sustainable way of solving problems. So if you can help a business be better at solving problems, every employee that works there, their life is better. The CEO's life is better. Every customer and client of that business is better. The families of all of those people are better because they have more energy and resources to whatever else it is that they want to do. So to me, helping businesses be better is one of the most effective ways that you can help the world be a better place. So that's why when people say, I want to make an impact, and then their strategy for doing that is trying to pass laws to threaten people with guns to behave a certain way. To me, that's that's fundamentally opposite to how I want to live my life, which is volunteer-only relationships, helping and encouraging freedom and personal responsibility and control over your time by helping other people solve cool problems that they voluntarily engage with. So I'm very much on the help as many people as possible. A business is a profitable way of doing that, which can be sustained over time. So I would much rather take the business approach than the let's pass laws to enable people with guns to threaten me strategy. So you you took these same skills and at first you applied them in an entertainment context, you are entertaining. Now you take the same skills, but you're a consultant who's out there changing lives. But I love that your same toolbox, you know, you got the same tools, you're you're using them in different ways. What does that look like today? So as this consultant, you've got Zavant Enterprises. What does Zavant do when you go into a typical client setting? There are a handful of ways, and you're right, it is the same toolbox, it's the same skills. I have learned how to deliver my client's message to an audience through experiences that people literally can't forget. Like I have people that will remember me for years after I'm there, and I'll come back and they're like, oh, you're the mind reader guy. Like, yep, that's me. <laughs> and my clients would love to have their message have the same kind of stickiness. So I'm a, a goodwill ambassador for hire. <laughs> one, of, one of the ways is I started roitradeshows.com to help, help businesses that exhibit at trade shows. So we took a couple of years off, you know, there's a pandemic. So we thought, why not uh, put our feet up for that? But now as, as things are getting back to it, what I do is for the couple months leading up to their trade show, I talk to their sales team, their marketing team to figure out what are the big three points that will help their perfect clients understand that we have to work together. And then depending on what that is, I pull from my repertoire of interactive experiences, uh, tricks, <laughs> and then I find the ones that fit the, the message and then I build a custom 12-minute interactive demonstration. So I'm in the booth, and then I draw a crowd of people, which is a really tough skill that most salespeople don't have. 
no matter how fun you are at the water cooler, no matter how funny you are at a business trip, building that trade show crowd is really tough work. And oh yeah, I used to juggle fire on the sidewalks when I was a teenager to build a crowd. It's exactly the same job. (laughs) So I'm the in-booth attraction that is an infotainer that is delivering the message in such a fun way that I literally get people going to get their friends to bring them back to the booth so that I can sell to them. Like that's, that's part of it. Or I come in for two-day workshops to train sales teams on being better closers, better presenters, more effective negotiators, influence with integrity. So there are any number of ways that persuasion and influence help a business, which is basically, oh yeah, uh, anywhere there's a human being involved. So delivery side, sales side, CEO, vision, coaching, and communication, and kind of creating buy-in to their vision for the business, it all all boils down to communication skills. So that's really it. So you have a very particular set of skills. Oh, I to just make channeled me a threat to, to people like you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I was no one will be able to say like set of skills ever again in the history of the world without thinking of like exactly. Yeah. And hopefully they get the reference. But if not, I'm not explaining it. <laughs> no, no, no. But so you have your set of skills and you know, you are leveraging those in in what boils down to like highly specialized consulting, you know, yes. and um, and it's fabulous. So there's lots of listeners who are like, you know, I'm stuck here in this cubicle, but I have some skills. And they may not be the same skills as Jonathan Pritchard. They're not a mentalist. They're not, they don't have creativity in the way that that you specialize in. But let's say they have some other special skill and they're like, I want to be a consultant and offer my skills to companies and audiences and go out there and, and sell my time, my expertise, my knowledge, my what I do, my special skill. What are the pros and cons of of this kind of a career? Realizing that your special skill is about 5% of what it takes to live the life you want. Because everybody has the special skill that they have and the skills you need to make a success out of it are all exactly the same. It doesn't matter what you do. Are you an artist? Are you a really good coder? I couldn't care less what your special skill is. It's marketing. It's communicating your value. It's helping your ideal clients see you as an expert who they absolutely have to have to solve their very expensive problems. So marketing, sales, delivery at scale, influence, persuasion, client relationship management, all of that. It doesn't matter what what thing you do, those are the skills that you have to have nailed down. And those are often the skills that most creative people I've seen rankle against the most because I want to be free to do my art. I don't want to dirty my hands with business. I have a degree in painting. Like that's that's my background is is art and the creative endeavors. And I just see so many awesome people ignore the business side of promoting yourself, of getting the word out of how amazing you are, being uncomfortable, straight up owning how incredible you are at what you do. And you're doing a disservice to yourself 
and you're making it more difficult for the people you could help to understand how you could help them. So you are actively making the world a worse place by not getting better at the ancillary success skills of copywriting, of cold outreach, of asking for the job, of networking with people who have opportunities to offer. Right? So it's, it's all the constellation of skills around the thing that most people ignore. And from the performing world, most performers would rather practice a new routine or, or write another script instead of calling somebody who books performers. I love that you bring this up because often, especially in a solopreneur life where somebody's wearing all the hats, the one hat they just leave on the shelf is sales. Because asking for the work, asking for the gig, asking for payment, sending someone a proposal with terms, that is something that people, like like you said, they sort of resist that because that's not art. That's not their thing, their special skill. And that's part of business. It's really hard. People will not, no matter how talented you are or good at something, generally you don't get people knocking down your door asking you, you know, to hire you unless you do some level of sales and outreach and marketing. So I love that you brought that up, especially in the world of consulting. You really are kind of a salesperson for yourself, your own promoter, unless you've hired that role out. But I see a lot of solopreneurs who just are missing that department. Like their company Mm -hmm. of one just does not have a sales department. Right. So what's next for you? When you look at your one, two, or five-year plan. I mean, it doesn't have to be specific, but you know, what are your big things you've got on the horizon that you're excited about? Or are you just going to really happy with what you're doing now and you just want to maintain course? Yeah, I'm going to die on stage. That's my plan. <laughs> but basically, more, more of what I'm doing. I love being able to swoop in, help whole teams think about opportunity in new ways and open up way more opportunities and then swoop off into the sunset. That's great. And now I'm getting more and more interested in kind of building that community of people who are dedicated to helping the world be a better place by helping people think about themselves and opportunities differently. So I'm really stoked about building that kind of online space where I can share everything I know with people who could make a living with it. So that's kind of the next iteration is kind of building that training environment where corporations who pay a lot of money for me to come in and talk about what I do for a day or two, or people could hang out there for months and find connections with other high-achieving people who are driven to make that impact, I would love to be able to help those right people meet each other. So that's that's kind of the next wave of what I'm working on while still doing the entertainment, while still doing the speaking, while still doing the corporate consulting and workshops and trade shows and, and all of that stuff that falls under the Zavant Enterprises umbrella. I'm now kind of opening the doors to more personalized individuals, solopreneur, one-person business. I call it a life mastery business 
where you get paid to master your own life, to be who you are and to share that with the world and make a living from it. So that's that's kind of my take on it. Exciting. So what are a couple of sort of favorite or, you know, obviously not your top one or two, but some that come to mind of client case studies where you helped create an experience for that company or that business, or maybe they were at a trade show that you like to talk about and and tell people the stories? Oh, man. One that I'm happiest with is fairly recent. And there's a a company that I did sign an NDA on what their name is. So I can't say who it is. But they're a really, really good at data storage. Now, this might sound as boring as boring gets. However, there's a company, oh, what's it called? SpaceX, that happened to crash rocket after rocket after rocket. And some of the world's best engineers were trying to solve this problem. And my client had this little doodad that could compute the sheer amount of data needed to improve its telemetry, its understanding of where it is in space and where it's going, and then what to do about it to keep it on course. But there was so much raw data that would need to get crunched in order to understand what needs to happen about it. Well, their little doodad solved it. Just whoop, done. So they help SpaceX be more successful. Oh yeah, NASA would come to them to solve problems like this. Amazon, AWS, the world's servers. Yeah, those engineers couldn't figure some stuff out and my client can. The problem is that they're so good at what they do, they can't explain it outside of their little circle of people who understand it. So what do they do? They bring me in to talk to the engineers, talk to the salespeople, then be able to explain it so that my mom could understand what they do. And then write all that out. And now that becomes the stories that the sales team uses to communicate their value to other companies like SpaceX, like Amazon, like NASA. That was fun. That was so much fun. So I love being able to take really big, complex, difficult ideas that people think is impossible for a non-engineer or a non-insider could possibly understand it like yeah try me <laughs> and then being able to synthesize everything that they they give me and then explain it in simple terms that don't compromise accuracy because it can still be accurate even though it's simple whereas most experts believe oh this is too difficult for anybody to explain simply without introducing too many errors and and mistakes in their reasoning like, ah, no, that's that's kind of what what I like doing. I love that story. And Lifestyle Solopreneur listeners, we hung in there with you. you used words like telemetry and data crunching. And, and we're like, no, we're sticking with you. One, because <laughs> you do, you explain. These are even just hinting at what that was, was complicated, but you do. You're very engaging. And I can tell that when you boil something down, you not only make it easy to understand, but also fun to listen to and to learn about. So thank you for all that you're doing in the world. How does somebody connect with Jonathan? If they want more of you, I know you've written books. Tell us what are the books about? Where can people get them? And how does someone connect with Zavant Enterprises and you in general? Well, thank you. I really appreciate it. And it is always an honor to 
to share my thoughts. So I definitely appreciate it. And if you've been listening to this and you're like, yeah, this guy's my kind of weird, I would love to hear from you. This is not an empty invitation. I genuinely mean it. So the easiest place to go is ICanReadMinds.com. That will take you to my main website where you can sign up for my email list where I share wacky stories and insights and tips, tricks, techniques, all that kind of stuff six days a week. I know it's a lot. And I keep that in mind every time I send a note because I want it to be worth your time. Keep it short to the point, but it's really cool. So that's the the main place that I would love to connect with you. And I read every single email that anybody replies with. I will read it. It comes straight to me. I don't have an assistant who filters all that stuff. From there, yeah, you can find my books. That's on the, the website as well. Uh, the for, the main one is Think Like a Mind Reader, which is logic and motivation and all that kind of stuff packed in 260 pages. also wrote a book on memory systems to improve your recall and a book on how to learn things. So learning how to learn is one of the best meta skills you're ever going to have. So there are some unique strategies I've adopted to learn how to juggle fire when I was 13 years old, how to eat fire, how to hammer nails up my nose, how to learn new languages, all sorts of weird stuff. It's all the same process. So those are are some of the main places. And I hang out on a peer-to-peer network that is an open source project called Urbit. And if People want to go down that rabbit hole. Email me about Urbit and I will talk your ear off of it. Jonathan, you are so much fun. Thank you so much for being on the show today, talking about what you do, what you did before, what you do now, and just all the different ways that you can help other people through your books, through your consulting, through just being you. Thanks, Jonathan. Thank you much. Bye. Hey everyone, thank you so much for joining us and I hope you enjoyed the show. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and if you leave a review on iTunes, I promise I will read every single review. If you know someone who makes a full-time living from part-time work, and maybe this is you, please visit lifestylesolopreneur.com to nominate a guest or to nominate yourself. Because remember this, money doesn't buy happiness. But money in the hands of a happy person, there is no greater tool. Today's episode was brought to you by the Get Shift Done program. It's a lifestyle changing online class to help you define your business and lifestyle ambitions and to set goals in a way you've never experienced before. This class will 10x your daily productivity with methods that will blow your mind. And if you use a coupon code podcast, the class tuition is 99% off. Visit GetShiftDone.com to enroll today.